this uh, pretty good. And uh, just want to start. By, uh, I don't need that. I need the other sound because uh, I just want to start by just just want just want to run through some topics on a lot of people that were just. Uh, hope this isn't too loud. Is that too loud? No. All right. Uh yeah, I went to the grocery store today. Saw this lady. I don't know how long has this been happening, Camille. People eating out of the produce. That's disgusting. I don't know why y'all do that. I've been seeing it a lot more often. People eating grapes, cherries. I haven't seen nobody do strawberries yet because I mean those actually come sealed. But it wouldn't surprise me. But I just don't know one that's nasty for. An appearance standpoint But then it's also nasty for the person That's actually doing it Because you're just eating Basically germs Because it's food sitting on the shelf People, thousands of people Coming to the grocery store Touching stuff, touching hands and stuff like that And you're just Eating food without washing it I just don't know why people Do that I don't know why either I think it's nasty but it's been going on for a very long time. That that's not a new phenomenon. Yeah, I just I never really paid attention till now as I'm an adult, and I'm starting to see a lot of stuff now as an adult. But I just the whole eating produce while you're in a store, I just don't. That's just I just wouldn't see myself doing that, and I would not teach my kids. To do that, like, don't do that. That's just nasty. It is. It's very nasty. It's, I mean, it's disgusting. And um, I'm, I remember <clears throat> um, this is, you know, pre-you, pre pre-kids. You know, I was grocery shopping, and this guy was like, you know, how, do you, how can you buy the grapes if you don't taste them? I said, like, well, you can look at them to see if they're going to be sweet or not, you know, just by, based on their color and stuff. He was like, no, and he opened up the bag, and he was just eating them as if, like, that was complimentary. And I was just like, do you not know? You've never seen the process of how these make it to your grocery store? I promise you, if you really saw where the grapes come from, how they get shipped here, you would not just shove all of that in your mouth like that. And they don't wash, they don't wash their hands themselves. I mean, they're gross. Just gross. Um, how do you feel about a lot of these people on YouTube? The the raw eating meat guy, the uh, the other people, the influencers. Do you feel like they call it clout chasing now? So you feel like uh, you see the OnlyFans. You said this girl said OnlyFans ruined her life. Because she didn't like the way people were treating her on the internet. Oh my god, uh, I'm so hurt for her. No, I'm not. Um, but you feel like uh, the way people are trying to monetize off the internet, it was all it was all good a week ago, and now it's not. So I guess we'll start with the OnlyFans thing. It was all good a week ago because people thought, uh. It was a good. It was a good way. There was legitimately, I guess, young girls, particularly young girls out here saying, "Damn, 
I don't need to go to college or get a job. I can just start an OnlyFans and be set for life. That's over with now, Camille? I mean, if you trying to do porn on OnlyFans, it's over for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So um, what happened to that girl? She said it ruined her life. Well, she uh, started off being on Instagram and uh, posting pictures and stuff. And she had a friend who started to do OnlyFans and she encouraged her to do OnlyFans because, you know, if you guys don't know how OnlyFans work, it's like a subscription. You pay monthly, whatever they tell, you know, they're requesting you to pay. Um, And she was like, you know, you can monetize a little bit better, but the friend had warned her, you know, you got to brand yourself right, you know, to get that, the real, the real money is with the branding, just like with an athlete, you know, the endorsements is what, you know, that that's where real checks come in. And so the girl got on OnlyFans and she was doing her stuff, but she saw that it wasn't really bringing in the, um, the clicks and likes. Because nobody knows you. Yeah. And then at the time, OnlyFans was only known for porn. You know what I'm saying? So you're on here trying to be. Black China was flexing because she was taking out. Black China was. I don't know how much Black China said she was making, but I think she said she was making like 10 grand a month just off her OnlyFans. That's what she allegedly said. I mean, as of last year, she's the top earner on that website. Now, I don't know if she's doing porn or anything. I don't know because I think OnlyFans is stupid. I'm not paying anything to watch to just watch you. That's some voyeurism type shit, but to each his own. Um, but the girl was like, to get the clicks and likes, she started taking racier pictures. Now, granted, she is an adult. We're just saying girl. This, is, this wasn't a child. She was an adult. So, up legal age in America. So, but she was doing that. And then that's when the clicks and likes started to come in. But then at the same time, she was, you know, that's not what she wanted to be. So. That's not what she wanted to be. She wanted to post different things. But what was more popular is when she took pictures of her behind or her taking more sexier pictures. She said she was never nude, no porn, no sex on camera, nothing like that. But she got more attention and she got more subscribers when she started taking more racier pictures. Of course. And posting it. Yes. Yes. That's not what she intended her OnlyFans to be about. She wanted her OnlyFans to be more like her Instagram page was. And who is she prior to making OnlyFans? A nobody, right? I mean, I don't know who the fuck she is now. So she thought... She was just going to be this overnight celebrity. <laughs> like they all do. Like they all do. Like they all do. Like Who all, is you? <laughs> like if you, you're trying to get on YouTube, Instagram, you want to be paid to be, to be an influencer, pretty much. That's a new job title, an influencer. All right. Well, to be an influencer, you need to be able to have a skill in something. and no, actually Good. Well... You had well, yeah, not not skill. Um, Let me help you. You don't need a goddamn thing. You just need to be able to take a nice fucking picture, and you need to be able to hold the product well enough to where people will endorse it or buy it from you. Do you know she was doing that? You don't know. You don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I she basically I, the only reason why I came across her videos because somebody was doing a reaction video to her video. 
So that's the only reason why I know. Because she's going to sound dumb if the only thing she was doing was just posting pictures and thinking that that was going to equate to money. Well, people on Instagram do it all the time, and they get sponsorships and stuff like that to where people are full-time influencers. They don't have a regular nine-to-five, you know, so it is possible. It was all good a week ago, right. and now. But um, a lot of people, a lot of women, um, or as they like to call themselves, sex workers, were on uh, OnlyFans, and they were making a lot of money. But now that that is no longer, you cannot post that kind of content on OnlyFans anymore. All those people have pretty much lost their job. You can't, you can't do that. And they up and up in arms about it. I mean, they can be all up in arms all they want to, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these people, a lot, a lot of the higher ups, a lot of the investors are are very conservative. And the problem, and I just heard um, this uh, guy that I follow, his name is Funky Dineva. He says this. Um, no, it may not have been him, but it might have. Been, it was another YouTuber who says that when you're on these type of platforms, you have to stay under the radar. But when you start getting mainstream, that's when they're like, okay, we got to cut this off. We got to cut this off because OnlyFans, I mean, have been on has been around for a long time, and these women and men have been doing sex acts on OnlyFans and it hasn't been an issue. But when it became main frame in the mainstream media, then the conservatives were like, okay, we got to get rid of this now because now, you know, it's reaching the living rooms and, you know, and stuff like that. So that's why they had to cut it off. Had OnlyFans been something secretive and under the radar and nobody really known it, please be, be fucking, they still be fucking to this day on the damn camera. Blame black China. I wouldn't blame China I wouldn't She got kicked out of that Kardashian household She needed a way mm-hmm. It worked for her a little bit I Well maybe still working for her I guess she I mean she's one of the highest earners on there You know what I'm saying So it's obviously working I don't see why Because people are weird And people like to watch people I'm not paying money to see Black China. I'm not paying money to see nobody. I don't give a damn if I'm your number one fan. I'm not giving you any more money than what I already do. I'm not about to subscribe to you, please. I can barely keep up with a show on TV. You think I got time that every month you taking money out of my account to do what? To just look at you? Just be? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, that's crazy. So, all right. So, what's going on with the this Cardi B thing? Who's she suing? Uh, well, she already sued her and won. Um, but basically, Cardi B sued this YouTuber called Tasha K. And uh, back in 2018 and 2019, Tasha K came out with a couple of videos basically slandering Cardi B, calling her a prostitute, um, that she had sexual transmitted diseases, um, and some other stuff that just wasn't true. And Cardi B was like, nah, you ain't going to be out here slandering me like that. So she ended up suing her. And she won, and now Tasha K has to uh, pay her $3.8 million. I wonder how did they come up with that number? Because Cardi B hasn't, like, did she, like, I would think you would come up with $3.8 million because if I was about to, like, like for me, right now, 
I'm not a celebrity, even though you think I am. <laughs> but let's say I'm not, I'm a nobody, and I'm about to sign a deal with Lacoste. And Lacoste is going to be like, all right, Adam, we're going we gonna to do a deal with you for $3.8 million. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go over to the negotiations. We're going to sign this deal in three months. All right, cool. So let's say somebody just want to come out of the woodwork or they hear me like somebody gets some rumblings that doesn't like me. Like, yo, I hear Adam about to come up. He about to sign this deal with Lacoste. Oh, word? Well, I hear that nigga a pedophile. I hear that nigga beats women. And they go on the internet and start spreading all that shit. And then Lacoste gets wind of that. And they're like, whoa, what's this we hear about you? Talking about you beating women and all. And I'm like, yo, that ain't true. And then Lacoste is like, man, I don't know. I don't think we need to move forward with him. Mm-hmm. And I lose my $3.8 million deal. Then I'm going to sue the YouTuber who put all that stuff out. For me to lose my $3.8 million deal. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what deal did Cardi B lose or what money? Because she's doing fine for herself very well for her to just come up with that money to sue a YouTuber. Well, she's making way more money than a YouTuber. Why? Like, why? You're suing $3.8 million. Does she even have that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why would you even care? One YouTuber. Because Tasha K has over a million subscribers. So she's she's been on um, the platform for a very long time, and and why she was found guilty of the defamation of character is because she knew what she was reporting was untrue. Had she had not known, it might have went a little different. But she knew it was untrue. She never retracted, and she never took the videos down. So you know, if you leave it on YouTube, it's there forever. And me. Or anybody who's an you know impressionable person who goes on the internet and you see something like that, you may believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh damn, Cardi B was a prostitute. Oh my god, you know what I'm saying? And so, for me, me being a nobody, if somebody was to come out and say something awful to me like that, about me like that, and I don't even care if it's me even losing money, that's still my my brand. That's me. You're talking about? Oh, you damn right, I'm suing you. You damn right, I'm about to be like a white woman. White women go to court and sue. I'm suing. And this might be a gray area, but wasn't Cardi B putting out a video about how she used to drug men back in the day, have sex with them and take their money? And she, she, she was going, she, of course, she said, I had to do what I had to do. I used to drug men and take their money and blase, blase, blase. But I know that still didn't stop her come up from to this day, but But that's her talking about her. Okay. Tasha K said she was a prostitute. Cardi B never said she was a prostitute. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're you putting out a whole different narrative than what I put out. Had had Cardi B said what she said and Tasha K was like, Oh yeah, I heard that you know, in her video shows the evidence that she says that, you know, she would go out with a guy and drug him to get his money, then there's no case there. But you flipped it and said, oh, she's a prostitute. No, she didn't say that. So that's defamation. You know, one word uh, could have saved Tasha. What? P. Tasha K. Tasha K. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. 
All she had to say was allegedly. I allegedly just means I heard. It's alleged. I don't know if it's true. Just like I can say, you know, well, we don't, we don't know, but OJ allegedly killed those people. I don't know. No, he killed them. So I'm basically just saying, I don't know. The problem was she had people come on the show and say that they knew Cardi B personally. They worked in the clubs with her and they knew she did X, Y, and Z and they knew she had this type of disease and stuff like that. So she let somebody else do her dirty work and didn't put allegedly in there. Okay, she was running with it like, no, this ain't alleged. I got facts. Right. When she probably didn't have facts. No, and she admitted that she knew this shit wasn't true. Like, she did the video. Over time, she found out that it wasn't true. Instead of doing a retraction video like, hey, what I said was wrong. I apologize and this, that, and the third. I don't think Cardi B would ever sued her. But she never did. She's like, I'm going to keep my content up, and I'm not going to retract it, even though I know that none of this stuff is true. That's dumb. Why right. would you do that? Right. So now. You messing up the bag. Now you messing up your bag because now why are people, why would people want to follow your, she's a blogger. That posts news and stuff? Yeah, she's like a gossip um, uh, vlogger or whatever. Okay, she so now people. you okay, so now you about to lose followers because now I don't, I don't believe anything you're saying now. Well, you shouldn't believe anything that she says because, I mean, it don't even sound right. Oh, okay. And plus, if you don't know these people personally, you can't really be on some, yeah, I know the truth. Who the hell is you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you to say stuff like that? That's some... Serious stuff, and like with the uh, the Tasha K, they were you know I didn't watch her response to after you know after the verdict, but they were saying um, that she said, "Oh well, this three point eight is nothing but a drop in the bucket for me." I don't believe that, and then also um, she was like, "They are attacking my First Amendment right." Like, yeah, you have free speech, but you don't have right to fuck up somebody's life. Like, you have to be more responsible with. You know, how you coming out here and, you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, you know, I get it. You want to create content. You're trying to get viewers. You know, you're trying to get to this money because on YouTube you can monetize off of what you put out there. But at, at the expense that you are hurting somebody else, like what if that was your daughter? You wouldn't want nobody to come out and talk about your daughter like that. I don't think people understand free speech all the way. She don't. She clearly doesn't know the definition. So, like. Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say, mm. but there's still gonna be consequences to your actions, right? It's like it's like a white person who who wanna who wanna say nigga. You can say it. Go, go ahead, say it. Get popped in the mouth. It just just don't be surprised <laughs> if that's what happens. You can say whatever you want to say, right? <laughs> right. Right. You can go on YouTube. You got a job. If you got a job and you are School principal of a school, and people know you around town, and you feel like, well, it's my free speech. Go on, go on the internet and just say how you feel about children and race and <laughs> your po- political views, and then go to school the next day and see if you got a job. Yeah. The superintendent and the school board, like, yo, what's up with this video you posted? You have a but responsibility. It's my free speech. You have yeah, a responsibility. You're a principal of a school. Right. You have a responsibility to make sure that even though you are a content creator, whatever you are, you have to be able, you know, 
take some responsibility. We're adults here. We ain't kids. Tasha K is a grown ass woman, and you coming after a girl, I mean, younger than you, and saying such vicious things about her, and putting it out there like that's facts. That was fucked up. And you know, big up to um, Cardi B for getting that money, three million. I don't think she needs it from Tasha K, but fuck that, I take every last dime. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Free speech they ain't, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing Like yeah You can Attacking They'd be Attacking your free speech Would be Um They Criticizing you For your opinions But You are Out here Um Defaming Somebody's character mm-hmm. That's not True Right that can be that's dangerous because right. people can ruin people's lives. There's people in jail that uh accused of rape. There's people that died because they were accused of rape. Uh old boy from the Steve Harvey show got killed because he was accused of rape. They killed him. Uh Romeo. Yeah, I know you're talking about like But I mean not to not to blame the brother. I you know, it's not his fault that he died, but at the same time, the hell you was doing out there, that's one. But that's yes uh, further topic. Never mind. Go ahead. But yeah, like defaming someone's character—that's they ain't got nothing to do with your free speech. You can't be out here. You just can't do that. Right. Your political views and religious views—that's something different. If somebody's attacking you for your free speech on that type of stuff, but when you're out here spreading rumors about people that aren't true. Yeah, it's your free speech, but at the end of the day, you're wrong for alleging that type of stuff. Right, right, right. You don't have a you don't have a credible source, and then when you found out that the source was wrong, you should have been a responsible adult, and also as a content creator, to go back and say, you know what, my previous videos, I said A, B, C, and D. All of that is wrong. And it is not true. Why people don't like these people follow Wendy Williams, but don't they know that Wendy Williams is a pro at this? Because she always says, I heard. And Wendy, Wendy Williams be saying all types of crazy stuff about people, but she be like, I heard. That well, now so she it. says allegedly. Well, now she's, she says she's allegedly. Not, yeah, now she's not saying anything because she's not on her show anymore. But Wendy Williams was the, the queen of that, the queen of the gossip. But listen to me. Wendy Williams used to get threatened. Okay. So you she you're also got to, money too for security. No, let me tell you because you know Wendy Williams from TV. I remember when Wendy Williams was on Kiss FM in New York. Them rappers used to come to the radio station and oh, want to fuck man. her up. Not just him. That's what you know because that's what got out to the media. But people was not bucking with Wendy Williams, and it, and she was like a Tasha K, saying things, not saying allegedly. Or she knew shit that wasn't supposed to be out there in the public, and she said it anyway. So Wendy was doing both. She was saying stuff that was true that was not supposed to be put out there. And then she was saying stuff that wasn't true but not being on some allegedly. When she got white people money and started doing TV, then they were like, you need to say allegedly. Because <laughs> we're not about to be getting sued up in here. And I don't need nobody running on set trying to fuck you up. Like, that's not what we're trying to do here. So, Yeah. That's that with Wendy. Wendy was like the first Tasha Gay. Wendy and Star. Star, you talking about the little short guy? Yeah, Star and Buckwild. Or whatever the name is. 
Mm-hmm. You never two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he used to, well, he, well, I don't know. I, I assume he still say reckless stuff, too. He says reckless stuff, but he's not out here putting out rumors. He was just being a dick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He was just, you know, saying his own however the fuck he felt. But he wasn't on some like, this is fact. He just be like, "Oh, you did this. That's some fucked up shit. You shouldn't have did this. You fucking stupid motherfucker." That's how he used to get down. And his demise was when they talked yeah, about Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in the plane crash, and then they had the sounds in the background and stuff like that. That was the death of his radio career. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, I mean, hmm. I would get home. I would get all the money. I don't care if I don't need it. I don't care if I sleep in a bed full of money. I want every last dime. Mm. Because you had no business saying that shit. You had no business. Yeah. So I people are like, oh, well, she's a celebrity. She should be used to people saying stupid shit. No, it's it's not cool. They're still human beings with feelings. You wouldn't want nobody to go on the internet and talk about you in that way. You wouldn't want nobody to call you no damn prostitute or said you had diseases. You know, the the woman is married with a damn kid, two kids. Like, come on now, you you doing the most. You're doing the most. And even though she knows that's not true, it doesn't matter. People will take it as truth. People will, and they'll run with it. To this day, even though she won, I know there's still somebody out there like, yeah, she was a prostitute. I still believe it, even though it ain't true. They're going to say that too, because there'll be the... uh They'll use the whole, she was a stripper, so she probably was, you know, tricking on the side. You know how they, strippers always get looped in that. Right, and not all of them are like that. And yeah. if she's telling you that that wasn't the lifestyle that she was in, then take it at face value. Why the fuck do you care? Like, that's her business. But it's her business to tell, not anybody else's. So if she says she didn't do it, she didn't do it. And now all you YouTubers out here that are creating content and saying stuff that is not true about celebrities or whomever, look, this is going to start becoming a trend. They're going to start suing your asses. Yeah, because it's hard for them to tour right now with Omicron. Omicron and everything, but at the same time, you making money off of lies, and then I lose money off your lies. So like you said, I'm going to try to recoup back. I'm going to try to get more than what the endorsement probably was or what future um, opportunities I could have had because now you with this big following um, are now tarnishing my name. You cutting checks before you cutting checks away from me before I could even get to the table. Yeah, nah. You want to make me an influencer? Hmm? You want to make me an influencer? What you going to influence? Look, Yeah. (laughs) You might as well. I told you. (laughs) Told you to get on your Instagram page and start tagging them so they could, you know, send you a check or something. They do. They kind of do send me a check. They send you free masks. No, they sent me this. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Monetize, brother. This they gonna be like this is your monetize. We sent you a hundred and fifty dollar hoodie. Then you should get on. In, you should <laughs> set, get on freaking Instagram. Take a picture with the a nice picture with the hoodie. Tag them in the motherfucker. And then you probably could get some money off of it or more free clothes. They'll just probably send me more free clothes. Because then, hell, you wear them. <laughs> I say go for it. I'm sleeping in this $150 hoodie. It's so comfortable. 
Twitch. It's free. Rich nigga shit. Rich nigga shit. Didn't even pay for it. They just sent it to me. I'm not about that life. I don't know nothing about that. No, nah, we could put you on the lacoste too. They got women's stuff. And I don't like And we it. can learn how to play tennis. We still got to do that. I got a racket. <laughs> you have one racket, Negro. How long? We've been in 10 years. I've been telling you to get a second racket for the longest time. Why? I got one. Oh, so I got to buy my own racket? No, nah, I'll go buy it. <laughs> I'll go sell this You've been saying that sweater. shit. If, wait a minute. If a racket costs $150, I do not want to play tennis. Of course they do. You think they cheat? A racket costs $150? Probably costs more than that. Ain't no racket costing no $150. They better. They got to. We about to go to like Dick Sporting Goods. It better not be no $150 for no damn tennis racket. Yeah, I'm sure they up there. Nah. A tennis racket? A tennis racket. One tennis racket is $150. You know how much a baseball glove costs? Well, nigga, I ain't trying to play no damn baseball. I ain't even know my parents spent that much money on a baseball glove. Well, they probably was trying to get you the best one. <laughs> and they bought me two of them. Now, you can go as cheap as $5. $5? But nah, you can man. go as high as $99. Nah, they ain't. Target we, got them for 20 bucks. We want the one that Serena play with. No, I don't want the one that Serena play with. I'm not going to Wimbledon or any of them damn shows. No, we need one. We need King Richard to come trade this us. This one twenty three ninety nine. So I don't know what you talking about, bruh. Yeah, what, that ain't that ain't what Serena play with the huh? Venus sisters. You buy the one that Serena play with. I can do a damn five dollar one in a heartbeat and be just fine. I'm not paying no hundred thousand no tennis racket. She, the hell, we gonna get out there? Mm-mm. Nope. At where? Where is these at? It's at Dick's. Dick's Sporting Goods. I, they had Target. Yeah. Walmart got it for $14.97. I ain't think they was that cheap, man. I swear, them joints got to be in the hundreds. Because you on some rich Negro shit. Like, everything got to be expensive. No, I'm from the hood. We we got to find a bargain. Like, I'm not paying $150 with no racket. Hmm. Not me. Mm-mm. We'll find out with Serena and... And, and Djokovic be playing. Yeah, that's I mean, that, Djokovic. That, no, because you rich. Novak. That's because you Nadal. rich. You rich. You Arthur Ashe. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> I don't need him. And Renee him. Lacoste. I don't need neither Renee, one of Renee racket. Lacoste played tennis. I, I do know that. But, uh, yeah, I don't need his racket neither. That'd be dope. Mm-mm, not $150. Now, you want to buy yourself $150, right? You go right ahead and watch that thing collect dust because you are not going to be out there playing. <laughs> no, $150 worth of that racket. If we find King Richard, he come out here and teach us. Who the hell is that? Serena Venus's daddy. <laughs> Father has dementia, you jerk. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I can't with you. <laughs> Father has dementia. He is being cared by caregiver shut up oh all right <laughs> yes so let's talk about children deciding to be gay Tr- good transition to end this all oh all right. wow so no all right i'm gonna tell you the the uh the where uh where we was watching on the love and hip-hop where you know peter guns had his infamous <laughs> which which we could describe the scene. It was funny. Like everybody started grabbing mics. <laughs> yeah, it was ruined. Jonathan's PowerPoint presentation. He he had a he, that man had a poster. He I mean he was ready. He was he 
had a presentation, Camille. That man put thought in that. Well, okay. Do you want to give him A for that? He had thought in that. So a little background. We're talking about the VH1 family reunion where Jonathan, it was his turn to come up with some event for the cast members. And his um, uh, contribution to uh, the family reunion was to do a gay pride brunch. But also within the brunch, he had somebody um, speak about uh, gay um, conversion therapy or electro electro converge, electrode conversion therapy. Excuse me, and um, it you know it just went left because then Amina, um, as they were listening to the gentleman from the organization speak about this and say that you know what you know people are not people don't choose to be gay but, you know they. They are born this way, and you can't electrify somebody. There's no type of, you know, gay conversion that is actually, um, uh, you know, medically proven to work. It's all false. And so Amina then, in her spirit, she had to say to Peter Guns, I remember when your son wanted to be a ladybug, and you told him no, and you freaked out about it. And Peter Guns was like, what are you talking about? What do you, you know, and then he got on the damn stage and grabbed the mic and said, don't make this a moment on me and stuff like that. And then next, you know, everybody grabbing a microphone and talking about something. And then Zell and Bobby, they got into it because Zell was like, look, you know, I was raised by my father who taught me how to be a real man. And Bobby was like, well, I didn't grow up with my dad. So that's why I'm a little bit more feminine. It just, it, it was just was all over the place. It was just a. So one might say, um, I just want to just, Zell and Bobby, I, I, don't, they, I don't care about what they was arguing about. I want to focus on what Amina said to Peter Guns because it's a lot of gray area, and I just want to get your expertise because you have your thoughts on it, whereas we're in the year 2022 where everything has changed. But, Camille, you came up different than me and you came up different in a different time zone that may not be the right word but we came up during a different time when it comes to choices so you said I support my son or daughter or whatever child I support my child for whatever decisions they want to make as long as they are not living in my house but I still going to love him so if Aiden is turns. I'm trying to remember. I was in. I didn't know. No, not know. I didn't see the first. The first time I saw a a man, a a guy in my class come out and said he was gay. I believe I was in the seventh grade. And the whole school, we believed him. His name was I can't remember his name. Please don't say his name. Yo, okay. no, oh uh, no. Well, I mean, he's openly gay now. It's, it's true. But so that's he came still out. his truth. Please yeah, don't say his he name. He came out and said he's like, yeah, I think I'm gay. I'm gay. It was in the seventh grade. We still young at that age or whatever, but it was clear. Like, okay, yeah, he's gay. He definitely loves you know men, but of course he didn't tell his parents yet. So he, you know, talked to the other females or whatever. He was like, I don't know if I should tell my parents, blah, 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 blah. I think he eventually did later on in high school. But in middle school, he kept it a secret from his parents. But the whole school knew. 
teachers probably knew too, but that ain't their place. So when Amina is saying, yeah, when Amina is saying, oh, you didn't allow your son to make a choice. And although Peter's son is four and Peter is saying, it's not that, you know, I support my son 100%. And you agreed kind of with Peter. Like, hey, look, no, you, I'm just telling him. That's what girls wear. That's the girl section. So basically, Peter was saying that his his son had picked up a, a pink, hot pink ladybug costume with stockings, but he had got it from the girl section of the costume store, which we all know there's a little boy costume store, there's the adult woman, there's the adult man, and there's the baby, you know, the kids and whatever. And so Peter Guns was just telling his son, like, hey, that's from the little girl section. He wasn't freaking out about it. He wasn't talking about gay, straight, or whatever. He was just trying to um, direct his son, just like, you know, with the whole bathroom situation. There is a woman's bathroom, and there's a men's bathroom. I understand that everybody wants to be gender fluid, and I'm not, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But what is also wrong with saying that I want to go to the woman's section. I don't want to have to fight through men's clothing, women's clothing, all these other things. I just want the women's section because I want to wear what women wear. And so he's teaching his son. He is, it's a teachable moment for his child that, you know, that's a little girl, that's the costumes for little girls. Let's find something over here in the boys section that may be similar to what the hell he picked up in the other thing. But he wasn't trying to say that the little boy was being feminine or gay or whatever. He was just directing his son as a father should. Okay, so one may say, who are you to decide what your child should be? You know, because you feel like, well, they're a child. I'm the parent. I am in charge of teaching them. But in today's day, they may say, who are you to make their choices? We don't, nobody tells you what to make choices on your body. Nobody tells you what choices to make, blah, 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 blah. So that's where the, the, the newer generation will argue with us. Who are you to tell tell your son that if your if your son wanted to pick out a girl's dress, who are you to tell him no? His even mother. though even though he may be six, seven, ten years old. I'm his mother. So they may say, You're wrong for that. I don't give a fuck. You got the right <laughs> one when you come to me. That's my child. I birthed him. He came from me. And I am gonna direct my son. And say, no, you can't wear a dress. Now, listen to me. If my son tells me at the age of 18 he wants to wear a dress and he wants to become a woman, I will support him. But what I will tell him is that the alternate life that you want to live, you have to do it in your own place and you're paying your own bills. And that's where people like Amina would disagree with you, which I don't. It's it's a lot of white noise because it's like people going to raise their children how they want to raise their kids. You shouldn't be worried about that. It's not there is no. Well, I guess there is a right and wrong way how you raise your kids, but is it like there is no it's subjective. Some some things are subjective. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a uh, well, I mean, to some degree, like you don't want your kid to be a serial killer or anything like that. Yeah. And and I don't think that, you know, if you're a good parent, because we're talking about good parents, we're not talking about deadbeats. But if yeah. you're a good parent, you're active in your children's life. You want your children to be. Um, open and transparent with you as well as you know be a kid and and have that innocence about them and you you know you want them to be able to come to you if they're feeling a certain way about anything whether it be sex money you know 
school, whatever it is. You want Correct. The, you want to be the first person that your child thinks of when they have an issue or question or concern about life, period, whatever aspect it is. But I want to be transparent with my son and say, I will support you. If my son came up to me as a young teenage boy and said, Mommy, I think I'm gay, let's explore that. Let's talk about that. I, I wouldn't even be like, no, 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 you're not gay. I, that's not me. But if you're saying that now I want to be transgender and I want to turn into a woman, I will support that, but you can't live in my house and do that because I'm I'm old school with it. If you're under my roof, it's my rules, and you will will be a boy until you can live out on your own. Now, when you're on your own and you want to be uh, uh, whatever. EJ. Whatever EJ you want to (laughs) be, I will still support you. Because you're taking care of yourself, RuPaul. whatever you I, you're still my child, and I will love you until the end of time. That will never change. I will never look at you any differently. But you got to do live that alternate lifestyle under your own roof, where you have the freedom to express who you are. But when you're under this household, you will do as I say. So, is there any? You're a female. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Does the (laughs) rules, does the goalpost change when it comes to, I mean, I'll I'll just take you out of the equation. Does the goalpost get moved if a teenage girl gets pregnant and the mother says, oh, you're getting an abortion. But the teenager is saying, no, I'm keeping this baby. Who are you to tell me to make that choice? Does the goalpost move? No, goalposts don't move. Then you get the fuck out. Mm. You get out. I was raised, if you get pregnant as a teenager and you decide you want to keep this baby, my mother would be like, okay, you got to get out and take care of this child. Because women have children, not children having children. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it may sound harsh. It may sound crazy. But that's what kept me not getting pregnant. At 15, 16, 17. Because I had no means of taking care of a child. Nor did I want to have a baby. Yeah, who wants to be a parent at 15? Who that? Oh, God. I mean, whatever. But my thing is this. If If I was a mother to a daughter and she decided that, hey, I want to be pregnant. I want to have a child at 15. You can't stay here. And if I then, as you go through your pregnancy, have a change of heart, let's be very clear. I'm not babysitting. You will pay for daycare. You will do everything that I did to take care of you. Because there's no, there was no grandmother around here taking care of you while I went to work. Okay. You, you will pay for child care. You will do everything like a mother does. Gotcha. But it's okay. So the goalpost can move on that. But Peter Gunn's son was four. Yeah. So there was nothing wrong with him saying, nah, that's the girl section. I don't think so. There was nothing. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with you telling a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's four. He he doesn't. He's, he's a still toddler. he's still learning right from wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I don't. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get older and remember. Man, I remember when I was four, Dad. You. <laughs> I don't think he's he's not gonna. I don't even remember. This shit from when I was four. So I highly doubt he's going to (laughs) remember 20 years from now. Right. I remember when you told me and you, you, I doubt that's, 
I don't think. Right. Yeah. But the, the, what the point that they were trying to make was, and I think what Amina was trying to make is, you, we teach our children to hate. We teach our children uh, right and wrong. We teach them the likes and dislikes. And what Peter Guns was not doing any of those things. All he was just saying was that that costume is for girls. That's it. He wasn't teaching his child to hate. He wasn't teaching his child how to discriminate. He wasn't teaching his child, you know, that he couldn't be himself. Basically, he was just saying, that's for little girls. Let's go over here to this section and find something for you because that's the boy section. Do you think it would be difficult for Jonathan if Jonathan's married, you know, and he adopts a child? Would that be difficult for him? You think he would? You think Jonathan would have said the same thing to Peterson? Um, Do you think two gay men still teach their son? Two gay men adopt a son and they teach their son about, nah, this is what boys wear. Yeah. Do, do you think they would? You think Jonathan would do that? Yeah. If they're if they're not like transgender, I believe that they would. I believe that they would. I mean, because they're men at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. I believe so. Now I don't know necessarily for Jonathan, but you know gay men that I know, they would be like, no, that's the boy section. That's the men's room. You and know? Jonathan, he doesn't dre- like, he's still He's not transgender. So yeah, he still kind of wears like men clothing. They're like very. He's feminine. He's flamboyant. Yeah, but he, yeah, I, he doesn't wear like dresses. No, he doesn't. He's yeah, not so drag he queen. still he's dresses like a man. Yeah. So he, he knows he's a man. He's just very flamboyant and, flamboyant and he has feminine ways about him. But he's very clear on his manhood and who he is. He is a man. Yes. And I still think Jonathan wears men clothing. Like if he goes by jeans, I think he's going to shop in the men's section to buy his jeans. They may be a little tight, but right. I think he's going to buy men jeans, not women leggings. Right. I, I think Jonathan's going to wear jeans. Right. So, yeah, he might teach his son Hey, you, let's go buy you a pair of pants. I'm going to take my son to the boy section. Right. Not, let's go look at these leggings. Right. Do you like these, son? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because I think that's that's basically what Peter Guns was doing. He's like, if I'm going to take my son to buy clothes, I'm going to take him to the boy section. Right. He's not going to. Hey, Dad, I want to wear these leggings. No, you're not going to wear leggings. Mm. You're going to wear. He was just telling him that the leggings were in the boys section. But he did say, if my child grows up and wants to dress like a woman or put on woman's clothing, he would support him nonetheless. It it wouldn't be on some, I would disown my son or anything. But he was four and he was just letting him know that the costume was in the girls section. That's that's for girls. It's in the girls section. Let's go over here to the boys section. I think it's also good to teach your children, raise your children, you know, the way that you see fit. But then as they get older, allow them to make decisions. Well, of course, that's what you're supposed to do. You you know, as you're raising your kids, at some point you have to let go and and all the lessons that you taught them, they will then implement that into their adult life. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad, they will implement it and stuff like that. So if they see, if a a little boy sees a male figure in his life, he will emulate the male figure. If a a little girl sees a woman and, you know, has a woman figure in her life, she will emulate the woman figure. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad. You know, children tend to emulate what they see in their environment, not so much what the parents say. So, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of gray area. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because today's Generation Z or whatever, they would say, oh, who are you to tell your child, you know, what to do? Because they're a child. And <laughs> of course, I'll go one but, up. They're my child. So yeah. mind your fucking business. They're my child. And when you take a hand in uh, financing and raising the child, then you have every right to say your opinion. But since you don't, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's my child. I just feel like, yeah. I think it was just a lot of gray area with Amina because I think she was arguing two different, you know, a, a whole different point. And at the end of the day, Pierre Gunn's son is four. He wasn't 18. <laughs> right. But at the same time, and and this is what I tell mothers, um, if you're if the father is teaching the son something, don't interrupt. If the father is having a moment with his son, as a woman, we should not interrupt because that is their male role model. You know what I'm saying? So if he's teaching his son, like, hey, you know, we're going to go to the boys section and get you a costume from here, he's teaching his son a lesson. That shouldn't be something. And, and let's just point out, Amina was talking about a child that is not hers. She was talking about the child of Tara, who's also Peter Gunter's baby mother. So my thing is you really shouldn't have really had an opinion because it's like, it's not your kid. And if the mother doesn't, you know, ha- is not against it, why are you so offended? <laughs> I don't care how fear makes me feel on TV. <laughs> She's just like, he made me feel like shit all these years on TV. So I don't care how he feels. And all that. I, I, I don't know what the hell Adam is saying. I have no idea what Adam is saying. But um, basically, it was storyline. They wasn't really fighting over nothing. So, yeah, they got to make a show. Messed up my boy's Jonathan presentation. They just had to make a show. So somebody had to argue about something, child. And they, they wanted to argue about a pink ladybug costume. That man came up there. He had his prince makeup on. He, he is a looking, makeup artist. He was looking like a deck of cards with that blue, with that little blue little gown here. Well, it wasn't a gown. It was a, a, a blazer and, a, and shorts. That man was looking like Ricky Martin. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. y'all acting a fool. It's TV. It's TV. Had the brunch went normal, it wouldn't have been TV worthy. It probably would have never even made it on the show. Yeah. Tara, she was, I mean, Amina was out of pocket because Tara clearly was like. I don't really know what the hell you're talking about. Hell. It's Peter Guns. Why don't you get mad over this nigga? (laughs) I mean, she was like, my son changes his mind about what he wants to wear every single day. It's not a big deal. And I think Amina made it out to be a big deal. And then everybody made it out to be a big deal. And then it was just on top of the fact that it was a pride, gay pride brunch. You know, homosexuality had to be the topic of discussion, of course, because it was a gay pride brunch. And, um, yeah, it just it just got dumb. Uh, before we get out of here, um, Camille, you want to tell people your new hobby that you learned? Oh, I learned to play chess. 
I did. I actually like it. It's a very relaxing game. Makes you think. Makes you think, strategize, and I really like it. I know some people may think, oh, chess is boring. Oh, chess lasts forever. But No, it don't. I'm, my dad thinks chess uh, lasts forever. He he said he'd rather play checkers. <laughs> oh well, yeah, checkers is faster, but right, he don't want to do chess. But I I actually enjoy playing chess. It's really good, you know. I like it. Um, what's your favorite piece on the che- chessboard? Um, like the favorite piece you like to move? My favorite piece that I like to move. I guess I have to say the queen, only oh. because she can move in any direction. You know, she can just go up and down the board. So, and she defends the king. So, I like how the rook moves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like the rook can move a lot more than the bishop. Or maybe they do move kind of the same. They just move in like I feel different like the directions. Bi- yeah, I just feel like the bishop can cover more ground. Yeah, I feel like the bishop could cover more ground because he could change color squares. The uh, the bishop he could only stay on one color tile because mm-hmm. he can only move diagonal. Mm-hmm. He can move diagonal in any direction. But the rook, he can move forward, back. He can move forward, back. And then side to side. And side to side mm-hmm. in any direction. So he could go from red to black. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he could, co- he could cover more of the board. So. Yeah. And I think the knight kind of can too. The knight gives you that uh, that curve appeal because, it, you know, it can go. Um, it goes two steps and, and two um uh, Squares forward and one over, um, like an L shape. You know, you can yeah. only move at a ninety degree angle. So you know, the knight is also good too. Um, Pawns the, can only move forward, so they ain't shit. No, they ain't yeah, nobody. but they can also, you know, they can attack on the diagonal. So that's their kind of secret move right there. Yeah. And you know, and uh, you know, they help to defend the king as well. So that way, you don't, you know, get a checkmate. Oh, see, there you go. So for the people out there that don't know how to. Play chess. We just gave you a quick tutorial. <laughs> so the rook is the piece that's at the end of the chessboard. Those are the so it it they line up opposite each other on both sides. So the rook, well, you have to set the chessboard up yourself. Just know the pieces. So there's the rook, and the net. The next piece after the rook is the knight. The next piece after the knight is the bishop. The next. Person after that is I always get them confused though. But the next person after the bishop is the queen. No, it's gonna be the oh, king. Oh, that's the king. See, I always get them confused. Because it looks like the king has on a hat. And women wear hats like that in church. And then on the other side of the of the queen is the king, and then it starts over again. Then it's the bishop, then it's the knight, then it's the rook. And all in the front is the pawns. Yeah, so from setting the board from left to right, you know, rook, knight, bishop, king, queen, then bishop, knight, rook. The rook can move front to back, side to side. The knight can only move in an L shape, which is two score, two, 
two squares in one direction and then one square either, you know, at a 90 degree angle. So. Yeah, only at a 90 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Bishops, it can only move diagonal. The queen, she can move in any, any, she can do whatever. She can move in any direction. Any direction, doesn't matter how many spaces, if somebody's in front of her, she can jump over the pond. I mean, she can do whatever. The king, he can move anywhere as well, but he can only move one space at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, you know, for a pawn, for their first initial move for a pawn, they can go two spaces. Um, then after that, they can only move, move one. But they capture on the diagonal. Yeah. And then, yeah, I know that sounded like a lot, but when you actually play, you'll you'll memorize it. Mm-hmm. The way I memorize it is I just kind of just related to stuff. So like a rook, I just think of it as a rookie because they can move front, back, side to side. Like, this, you know, rookie. I don't know. That may not make sense. But the bishop, the way I remember him, because, like, every bishop that I know is crooked, and they can only move in a crooked way. <laughs> That's why he's sitting next to the queen. No. Well, I mean, only one of them is sitting next to the queen. The other one sits Well, next that's the one the you got to watch out for, king. That's the one. That's the one you got to watch out for, king. It is kind of hard to record. I still get confused with the queen and the king. I remember the king has the crown, but that don't look like no crown. Well, it's a piece; it's a chess piece. But that—that's—that is the king. He is All the right, most I think important I thing. He's one of the Wait, most important. I think I—I I think I know how I'm going to remember how that's the queen now. That's the king. I know, but now I'm going to know how I'm going to remember how that's the queen. Okay. The top of her head looks like a nipple. 